Hey there, I'm Jess Jordana, copywriter and brand messaging strategist for online business owners and your host of the Feel Wealthy Show, the podcast that has basically nothing to do with any of that, but also everything to do with it at the same time. See, all of us listening are pursuing some version of more. Maybe it's why you started your business, or maybe it's why you find yourself constantly dreaming, what if? But in this pursuit of more, I've found that we're absolutely starving for examples of those of us who are soaking in, celebrating, or even just noticing the more that we hold right now. I believe you can have it all, and I believe I can too, but real talk, It rarely comes all at once, and quite frankly, magic is easy to miss in the making of it. So on the Feel Wealthy Show, I'm bringing you alongside myself and other successful people as we explore a tangible, concrete meaning of wealth that not only changes our lives, but also changes our days as we practice feeling it now instead of holding out hope for later. Hey, Susie, thanks so much for joining me today. I'm really excited to chat with you for oddly enough the first time. I feel like we've chatted so much in DMs together and we're in the same circles, but I'm excited to be able to see you quote unquote face to face today. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Well, I know that you have a really awesome story. And so for people who have not familiarized themselves with you yet, I would love for you to tell us who you are, what you do, and kind of how you got here in a nutshell. Oh gosh. Okay. <laughs> You're like <laughs> a loaded <up>. question. <laughs> All right. So I have my own Airbnb business and I teach women how to start Airbnb businesses without owning property. Amazing. How I got here is a whole other story, <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I'll sum it up. So basically I'm Greeks. I was born into the restaurant business and didn't want to do that. And just hung out in the restaurant service industry space for what seemed like forever. I think at 34, I was just so tired of it. Didn't want to open a restaurant like my parents wanted me to and just felt really broke and also mm-hmm. like just kind of lost. Like this is not what I want to do. I know it can make money. What I'm doing isn't making a ton of money and it's working insane hours. And I just knew intuition that there was better, you know, something better for me. And so crazy. And this is how your life can change at any time. But at 34, Mm -hmm. I didn't even know what self-development was. I really didn't. (laughs) No one had ever taught me to, to think, to do better, to think better, anything like that. My parents just didn't know about that. They were Mm -hmm. just hard workers. So somebody sent me a podcast and to make a really long story short, For about six months, I binged self-development podcasts, which led to online business podcasts. And at that time, I had nothing to teach anyone really, but I was so interested in it. It was just like a a calling, like in my soul. And I remember like after about six months, just something inside of me knew I needed to quit all of my jobs because I had quite a few. And... (laughs) You know, in the restaurant industry, it's really easy to make a lot of money and just, you you know, get really comfortable with it. 
And I knew if I was going to change my life, I could not be dependent on that money because I was just watching myself stay comfortable. So to make a really long story short, I quit all my jobs. I I was learning online marketing, marketing, even though I had no idea what I was going to do. And I decided to take a trip to Bali before I really got into things because I was a very avid traveler and I just loved going places. So I went to Bali and all the while I'm like searching for online for how can I make money without trading time? How can I, how can I like, what is out there that can help me get through this phase? So I don't have to go back to restaurants, but I can keep continuing on my you know path. And so I found my answer in Bali when mm-hmm. I joined a cooking class, sat next to an older couple who was traveling the world and they were obviously well off. And I was just no shame at that point. I was like, what are you, what did you do in your life to get here? Because I'm lost. <laughs> and that is when they told me, well, we did a lot of things, but we live off of one short-term rental, which is Airbnb. And that is in our Ohio. That is in that is in Hawaii. And uh-huh. they told me they made two hundred and ten thousand dollars profit from nine months of the of the year, and they lived in the unit the other three months. And back then, two hundred and ten thousand dollars was five million to me. So <laughs> yes, <laughs> I was like, oh my god. So I I sat there. I got all the information. I went home. Bills were due. I threw my apartment that I lived in that was not mine. I did not own it. This was mm-hmm. back in 2016. So there wasn't reg- you know, regulations. There wasn't nothing in your lease or anything. And I threw it up on Airbnb and made my first $500 literally without doing anything. My mind wow. was blown. I went there, packed my bags, moved into my parents. And that is how it all started. (laughs) Wow. I love your story. I've heard that before, but it just, every time you tell it, it is so, I mean, it's so cool to think that somebody who never knew that they could better their life could just change in an instant. And I think that's so encouraging. I think for online business owners, it can feel really lonely sometimes because we're very in tune into the self-development space. And it feels like, oh, the people surrounding me are never going to care about this, but they could. And it could just take like you talking about it or being willing to share a podcast with them or whatever. And I just love that people can seriously change all the time. I'm curious if you... Was it when you made that first $500 that you felt like, oh my gosh, I'm doing this, I'm making money? Or was there another turning point that you were like, wow, like I didn't know that this was a real thing? Yeah, there was a lot of turning points, but yeah. I, would say, <laughs> I, I would actually say you're right. Like the first $500 I was, I kind of, you know, had that feeling of like, well, I got lucky or something, or this is a real thing or whatever. And then once it started booking out for the whole entire first year, I was just, I've always been very resourceful and, and very savvy, but just have never, you know, didn't know a business was possible for, for me or anything like that. And so I was just thinking of it as I'm making ends meet to Mm. an online business. 
And so it took okay. me an entire year to realize that I was running a business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then that is when I got eight more and the rest of my story kind of took off. So yeah, it was like, it took me a while to realize what the hell I was doing. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that so funny how like it literally I envision like God or higher power, the universe, whatever you believe in, just like hitting you over the head with a frying pan kind of thing. Like this is it. Are you not paying attention? You want to know what the funniest part is? I was very scared back then of everything of Mm -hmm. actually specifically pissing anyone off ever. Mm. So when I came home, I didn't know if I was allowed to do it. I didn't know. I didn't know anything. And I almost didn't do it. I almost chickened out. And then at the end of the month, when I like, you know, I had some savings, but Mm -hmm. let's be real. Like I had a $1,500 apartment. I had a car bill. I I had bills and you know how fast it goes. So Mm -hmm. I got really freaked. I had a certain number that I didn't want to go below. And that is when I, I pushed myself. And it was the the first time I did that, even though it's so freaking easy, it's like, just let people in, shut yeah. up. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was so hard for me from a place of like, who's going to be mad at me? Who's going to hate me? Who's going to, mm-hmm. you know, like, all those thoughts went through my head. So yeah, it wasn't, it, the, the story sounds so easy and flowy, right. <laughs> but there was a lot of growth in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I feel like everybody said all of the like kind of bro business people are like, just take action. Like just keep moving forward. But like, you don't talk about all the head crap that's involved with just taking <laughs> yeah. action, you know? Totally. So yeah. this is kind of, I mean, this brings me to my next question. I'm curious, what was the kind of biggest money mindset or struggle that you had? I know this is like just in general, because you flipped so quickly has probably been a huge thing for you. But what do you think was the kind of common thread running through? It was my dynamic in my family. It was, Mm. you know, it's a very rich culture (laughs) and rich. I mean, very like they want you to do the Greek thing. And Mm -hmm. I played this role in my family of kind of like the person that is always available to my whole family to do anything they need to do whatever. And when you're, you know, when you're successful, when you're running a business, you, you can't be your family's bitch. You have, (laughs) you can't, you have to be like, you know, you're, you're a bitch. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Changing that. And one other thing, I mean, to, I guess, further that there was a lot of, money stuff with my dad specifically, where my dad's way of showing love is giving money and gifts and things. And I stayed in the dynamic of that because I, there was just like this, this part of me just didn't think that we would have a relationship at all. If I didn't pretend to be this broke little girl that always needed him. Mm. And So, so many things had to hit me over the head to realize that, but I think that the biggest, the biggest move I made was after a lot of grieving the, the, the understanding that that is how my dad is, but I don't want to stay there. And Mm -hmm. 
me changing may mean that we have a different relationship. It may mean, you know, quote unquote, he won't love me, which is not true, but you know, all those things go through my head and to change that was very hard. And I, I knew I had to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like these stories that we don't realize make up our identities. And then Mm -hmm. as we kind of grow in life, we're like faced with that very story. And you're like, if you want to move to the next level, you've literally got to leave this behind. And that is so hard. And I kind of had the same sort of thing as I, the reason why I started my own feel wealthy list, just like in my notes app was because I realized I was like aiming for abundance. I was aiming for wealth, but I didn't ever let myself feel it in the moment. And I had to let go. I had to abandon that story of living in lack because that lack was what led to my hustle and what led to my achievements, like in my mind, you know, but if I were to just be happy with what I had, would I be able to accomplish anything or whatever? So like those Uh stories, you have to kind of examine, okay, how did it serve me? And how is it not serving me now? And I need to like intentionally leave that behind. And that is so hard, not only for, you, but when it involves somebody else, I can only imagine how kind of wrapped up that would be. Yeah. Especially your family. And, and my dad wasn't the only person I had this with most members of my family because I I played that role of like supporter. So no Mm -hmm. one, no one wanted me to be powerful. Mm -hmm. They are happy for me now. Mm -hmm. Things have shifted. Things have changed. We, I actually have probably the healthiest relationships with my entire family I've ever had in my life now. I love that. And, and my changing, I think, really helped them start changing on their own. So mm-hmm. I will say it was courageous <laughs> and it needed to be done in order for me to, to be where I'm at. And mm-hmm. it actually went faster and smoother than I ever could have imagined. Of mm. course, there were pickups, of course, there was pushback, but like on the other side of it, man, it's so worth it. Yeah. I mean, in terms of lifespan from 2016 to now is not a very long time to like completely alter your entire life and just have a different, I mean, like, I'm sure your days just look so wildly different than they used to. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> she laughs. She's like, yeah, of course. <laughs> okay. So I would love for you kind of before we head into your specific feel wealthy list, tell us what abundance or wealth means to you on like a general scale. Like how do you value that in your life? Well, I mean, I think that abundance is way more than money. I think it's just being able to choose what you want in your life and know and understand that, yeah, it might take some work, but you can go after anything and get it and truly believe that you're able to do that. I think that that's abundance because then you really can have whatever you want. And that's mm-hmm. really what abundance is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so for it's, sure. So it's it's really the process of the, the creation yep. is the abundance. 
Yeah. And I would add to that too. I think it's like being able to choose. And then the real work is practicing choosing and like deciding that you're choosing right is such a big thing because it's like, okay, I have all these choices in front of me. And then there's like the self-trust of like, I'm going to choose the exact right thing and move toward exactly what I need in my life. And I think that that is huge in terms of confidence and certainty and all of that kind of stuff that just makes you feel like you can't get it wrong, which is huge. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I, I agree. Okay. So I want to move into what is on your current feel wealthy list. This is something that obviously can ebb and flow and change over time, but these are the things that don't just change your life. It also changes your days. What makes you feel elevated? Like you're kind of bringing the wealth that you want into your life today. So hit us with number one. Okay. Definitely 100% my home and where I live, I live in Miami, I live on the beach and I have this amazing view and it took me a lot to get here. It took me a lot to get here, even feeling worthy enough to do it because it's not Mm. cheap. (laughs) You know, it's Mm -hmm. not cheap. Most people would say it's stupid and whatever, but I wake up every single day and I'm like, oh my God, like I love this view. It makes me feel so good. It makes me feel so freaking abundant. So I would say number one, my home. I love that. Okay. So tell me more about, because this is fairly recent, right? When did Uh, you? Yeah. Yeah, Probably about six months ago, I moved here. Okay. What was the kind of last tipping point that had you moving there? Well, I kind of have, you know, I was, I was one of the people that moved to Florida during COVID Mm -hmm. and lived in Fort Lauderdale, found the manifested, I should say this house on the beach, basically. (laughs) And I lived there for a year. And after my lease ended, they basically said, you have to get out because we're going to raise the rent because everything was skyrocketed here. Yeah. 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 So they kicked me out and I didn't know what I was going to do, but I decided to actually go um, back to my hometown. My mom lives in Pittsburgh. And since I did, since I was kind of like displaced, I went there for a year and spent, you know, time with my family. And then when that was up, I really just sat down and I thought, okay, So I lived in Seattle, which is the other half of my family lives there. I lived in Seattle and California for 20 something years and all my family was there. And, you know, that part of me that wanted to people please and give my family what they want, wanted to go back to Seattle. But another part of me was like, but you felt so good in Florida. You were so Mm. abundant. You loved going to the beach every day. You, you know, why would you go back to a place you really just don't even like and the weather freaking sucks and you know, all that kind of stuff. It, it was hard to make that decision, but I ultimately just chose my happiness Mm -hmm. and manifested manifested this condo as rents are insane or were insane they're going down but yeah and I got a deal on it and it was literally the exact view that I had on my like vision board type of a thing Mm -hmm. okay so before the before we started recording we were talking about your astro mapping and we were talking about there 
are certain environments that really play well with your potential, with your happiness, with just kind of like how you function in life. And you knew that. So did you choose Miami based on that? Or was it just like kind of a synchronicity sort of thing? Well, it, it's funny, but you know, before I had this call with this astrologer who I was doing this astro mapping, I sat down mm-hmm. And I really just felt into like, where do I want to be? And my body literally said Miami and like, but let me, but you know how, you know what we do? We don't listen to ourselves and we're like, let Mm -hmm. me just check with this astro mapper. Let me just, you know, I'm not really sure, but Mm -hmm. I knew Miami from like the, the number one second that I, I asked myself, So I get on the phone with this astrologer and she basically said, where do you see yourself moving? And I said, Florida, I really want to move to Miami. And she was like, oh, good, because that's where your two lines are. (laughs) I was like, all right. So yeah, I guess I knew and I didn't have to spend $300 to ask you. (laughs) Yeah, right. I feel like that is so funny because I, we often get specific downloads like that, but we just write them off as like, Oh, that was a weird like place that my brain went or whatever. Do you feel like you usually get specific kind of like intuitive hits or more like feeling oriented intuitive hits like that? I would say probably both equal, Mm -hmm. you know, it's Mm -hmm. like, I I travel a lot. And when I choose places to go, it's, it is just kind of like a feeling in my body. And then it's Mm. like a thought like, oh, I should do that. But I I think it's really both. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I think that's so interesting. Okay. What would you say is number two on your feel wealthy list? Well, along the same vein, going to the beach every single day. Mm -hmm. So I literally wake up and I take my dogs to the beach. We go swimming. I get my steps in. Sometimes we stay an hour. Sometimes we stay three hours, but Mm -hmm. it just grounds me. Sometimes I do a walking meditation. It's just like the biggest up level thing you could ever do for your entire life. Well, for me, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, yeah. So that Mm. has really just changed my entire life because I like getting into nature. It's where I have most of my intuition, my downloads, things like that. And just doing that every day has felt so abundant. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I, I think that points to the fact that like, we know these like actions that support us in terms of like walking or doing meditations or like spending time with your dogs or whatever, but the environment can change that so much and can really just take it to the next level in terms of how supportive it is. Um, do you feel like you were consistent with any sort of like routine like that before, or the beach really helped to like accelerate that for you? Yeah. I think that when my life started taking off is when I started these things. And that was really probably 2020 when I moved to the beach mm-hmm. because, you know, before I lived in the city in Seattle, it's just not the same, you know, it's like, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. Walk around the city right. and, and, and feel intuitive hits. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably not. So when I moved and started doing that immediately, like my whole life changed Mm. and 
you know, when I was in Pittsburgh, probably like four or five mornings, we would drive to kind of like this beautiful hiking area in in the middle of Pittsburgh. And it was just so naturesque and beautiful mm-hmm. and no people and the dogs could be off leash. And I, mm-hmm. I, so I continued it there. And then now it's just like what I do. It's my life. Yeah. Yeah. Was there anything else kind of like routine wise that you, because obviously with a quick shift in your life, you really need to support your nervous system. So what does your like mindset routine look like or whatever? I like meditate the crap out of myself. So that's (laughs) that meditating is how I changed my life. It's Mm -hmm. helped me grow my awareness muscle. It helped me to see the patterns that I was stuck in all of those kinds of things. So if anybody asked me like, what was the thing? It was meditation. Mm -hmm. So I still do that. I pretty much live in a meditative state. So I don't really need to do it like I used to. Mm -hmm. I am it now, but Mm -hmm. of course I still meditate. I do the walking meditations. You know, I do a 15 minute, whatever. So I would say that moving my body, like brain dump journaling first thing in the morning. What do I need to do? What do I want to feel like? Mm-hmm. And then I think, yeah, that's it. Then I get started. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Can you be a little bit more specific about what it means to live in a meditative state? Is that just like being present to your thoughts all day or what does that look like? Yeah, I would say that like I have spent so much time in meditation that you start to live your life like that. And that means being able to clearly see your patterns, see Mm -hmm. the thoughts that are triggering patterns. When it's harder for me, I sit my butt down and Mm -hmm. I meditate, you know, it's just, I'm, I'm just so aware, like consciousness is really abundance because Mm -hmm. consciousness is the answer are the answers to everything anybody wants to change about themselves or next steps or whatever. So I'm just like, I I do all the things that, you know, help my help expand my consciousness. Mm -hmm. So by consciousness, you mean like making the unconscious conscious essentially. Yeah. The awareness, the, I would say probably very similar to awareness. Mm -hmm. Okay. I love that. Okay. What would you say is number three on your list? Like probably like a couple things. So going to the spa, Mm -hmm. (laughs) literally (laughs) going to the spa. I don't mean like massage envy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's a difference here. And I didn't know that until I started doing it, but yeah, yeah, a, a very nice hotel. That's like two doors down from me. And I will go there and just like unwind and get a nice massage and sit in their quiet rooms. And, you know, it's not cheap. So most people would not be able to do that. And I just feel every time so fortunate and abundant for doing it and and really just being able to have the money to do, to just to do whatever I want. You know, it's like mm-hmm. when you have the money to do whatever you 
you want. You don't do whatever you want. You're aware. Right. You're not going to just go blow money. Well, you could, but like, you know, that gets old really fast. But mm-hmm. like when you have the money to do whatever you want, you spend you find out what really moves the needle with your happiness, with your help, with your wealth, with, you know, all those kinds of things. And just to be able to do that, to be able to get out of my car. I live in a building that's valet and valet and like go grocery shopping and just literally tell the guy, can you bring these up and have cash up here? It's, it doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. Use Instacart, use whatever. It's like all those things are just so life-changing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I love what you said about, because my the big thing that I want like our audience to know is that like, you don't have to wait until you have like on paper, everything you ever wanted to like feel all of these things. And so I think the biggest thing there is like being very intentional with experimenting on what moves the needle for your health or for your kind of mindset or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like just kind of being present to like, oh, okay, well, how could I recreate this environment? Maybe I can go to a hotel, a fancy hotel and work there for the day or whatever, and like soak up the vibes there. Or I definitely get the, like a massage just isn't a massage thing. Cause we have, we live in a very small town and we don't have a spa. And I'm like, I'm not just going to go get a massage here, like just for the sake of doing (laughs) it. So I want to like go to Durango and like have the spa experience every once in a while, instead of like just adding a massage to my calendar every week. So I feel like that that intentionality is the theme and being willing to say, okay, I'm going to experiment with this thing and see if it works. And if it does, then I'm going to take that note and kind of experiment with the next thing or whatever. So I love that idea for sure. Okay. So also valet parking would be one. Is there anything else you want to share that would be on your feel wealthy list? I think on more of like a material level, I Mm -hmm. think like I, I, I'm a person who just like loves my car, you know, it may, it actually just makes me feel better, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, just having a luxury car after driving a a Honda and a Toyota my whole life. (laughs) Yeah. That can be life-changing. And I think something to note is not everything that is quote unquote expensive is going to be your thing. Like Mm -hmm. expensive purses, expensive clothes. I never use that shit. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. I, you know, I mean, maybe, maybe a purse, but most of my YSL purses and, you know, all Mm -hmm. that sit in my closet and I'm over that shit. Like I'm just done with it. Yeah. So those, those things aren't my thing. I think more so, you know, like a nice car or you one nice purse that is not a fancy purse. That's something I could use every day. That feels good to me to have those Mm -hmm. kinds of things, but yeah, not like just buying anything because Mm -hmm. again, it just gets old. It's like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think that runs along the line of like, just intentionality and experimentation too, because you have to feel like, like that is something, your car is something that makes you feel more like yourself and the purses aren't right. And so I always joke with Lacey, our common coach that 
I feel so wealthy in my Hyundai Palisade SUV, which is like, I mean, it's a mid-tier SUV. It's very nice. It's like the top of the line Hyundai, but it's a Hyundai. But I like Hyundai's actually. (laughs) I know they're beautiful. It makes me feel so much like myself. And I feel like it's everything I could ever want right now. And so I think it's just like kind of having the courage to decide those things about yourself instead of letting the world decide it for you is so essential. By the way, bags, have you heard of uh, Palen bags before? No. Mm-mm. So it's like a, I actually just bought one for myself for my birthday, which was like my first non $20 bag that I ever awesome. bought. So it was a big deal to me, yeah. but they're definitely more like mid tier and they're so simple, but they look like that, like luxury, right. like quiet luxury kind of trend. Yeah. So if you haven't yeah. checked them out, they're really great, but okay. wait, I want to add something to that too. Because yeah. yeah. Go for it. I think one other thing to, to mention is like, when you start making money or even before you start making money and you have extra money to spend on yourself, mm-hmm. don't like, just try it, try things mm-hmm. and be okay with you buying something and you being like, nah, that wasn't it. Don't, don't think yeah. of it as waste. Don't think of it anything. Th- this whole life is just a game of experimentation to see mm-hmm. what feels best to me. It's all Mm -hmm. about the feeling. It's not what you have because again, like, you know, you can make a million dollars and buy all kinds of crap and not like any of it. And maybe your Mm -hmm. thing is to make a million dollars and go into nature and have a million dollars in your savings account because that makes you Mm -hmm. feel free. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just like, like, there's no guilt in this. This is truly experimenting. I could have got this condo and been like, oh God, what a waste of freaking money. I have yeah. done that before. I've done that before with coaches, programs, things like that, where I'm like, why did I do that? But when you find the thing that you're like, oh, I can just spend money on this all day. It's just, you know, your, your path, your guide. Yeah, and the rest, for can, sure. the rest was just an experiment. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like that comes along with, well, one, abandoning the story of being the victim, because if you are the victim to whatever you like, whatever comes into your world, you're going to look for what's wrong with it instead of what's right with it and kind of make yourself wrong for that. But I also think that's just a product, like being willing to experiment. You also have to have the level of consciousness within yourself to know what feels good to you. So that goes along with like, you have to have that practice because if you're just letting all the noise of the world in, you're not going to be in tune with yourself to even know like what that is for you. So I think that all of that definitely runs together in one common theme and kind of complements each other, which we didn't do on purpose, but I think it's kind of nice. So yeah, (laughs) Yeah. totally agree. Awesome. Okay. So I'm curious, what is one thing within your life vision, either like current or future that you're kind of focusing on embodying or embracing more lately? Probably to have more fun. <laughs> mm, okay. Have more fun and live more life because I think when we, well, personally, like I just made the hugest change probably anyone will ever do in their, in their entire life. And Mm -hmm. when we're really changing who we are, 
sometimes we just have to like really focus and we have to drown out everything else. And we have to just remove ourselves from all of the things that might take us into old patterns and, you know, whatever. And so I did that. And that is truly how I've been able to get where I'm at. So I'm no regrets, but mm-hmm. nowadays, and this goes along with me going to the beach every day and all that kind of stuff. I'm thinking of work more as, you know, in specific hours. I don't work outside Mm -hmm. of this. I don't check a bunch of stuff every day at five o'clock. I'm done, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of a thing. And so I'm just trying to get back into experimenting with what I think is fun, Mm -hmm. you know, because business was fun to me for a long time. Now it's just who I am. So now it's time to like, you know, add other things. I'm trying to build a friend group here. I'm going to start dating here, all that kind of stuff. So that is what I'm looking forward to getting into my fun, playful self. Yeah. I love that. So, so many things to unpack there. I feel like number one, it's such an interesting shift when you go from business being your fun. I think what we really mean by that is business is just it's adrenaline. It's like dopamine. hits. it's like, I mean, it's easy to identify it as fun when it's just kind of like heightening your system like that. But most of our goals is to bring it out of that, like kind of roller coaster thing. And so once we get out of that, it's like, okay, I'm not getting those hits that I once got before. So I need to figure out how to kind of bring that enjoyment into my life in another way. But I also just feel like if you want to continue in that direction that you created in your life, you have to reward your brain somehow and say, like, remind yourself like, oh yeah, this is the life that I really wanted. And this is what I was aiming for. And kind of cultivating that can be hard because you have to like have those things in your environment where if you don't have a friend group that you can go out with or whatever, even if you make space to spend time with people, you're not going to be able to reward your brain in that way for that being a good thing. So, I mean, side note, making friends as an adult is hard, but isn't it? <laughs> yes, harder anyways. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree with that. It's like, I get a lot of fun from my business in the creative sense, but like, yes. There's just so much more on the outside of that, that like, I want to experience, I guess not everybody does, but I want to Mm. personally. Yeah, Um, for sure. Yeah. Like just learning how to have both. Mm -hmm. Have you found anything as of recently that you've been surprised has been an element of fun for you? Probably just kind of even my daily routines, like Mm. the going to the beach, because I go to a dog beach and Mm -hmm. a really nice dog beach. And there's so many people, but most of the people in the morning are regulars. So we're all talking and we see each other every day and it's like a social thing. So Mm. I was not expecting that. I was expecting my little meditations by myself. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that, but you know, even, even traveling again, I used to travel. I 
pretty much started out my business as like a travel blogger and mm-hmm. then it turned into business and it took it away the fun. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, seemed like work. And so I really stopped traveling for a couple years here. I mean, obviously COVID happened, but also I was just so burnt out from nonstop movement that, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, I don't want to travel. And now I'm like getting my creative travel, but of course now it's not work. It can be mm-hmm. more, like, you know what yes. I'm saying? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> not technically work, like, work. Yeah. 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 So mm-hmm. I'm going to start traveling again, but really I think like the things that I want to do here, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to join like a salsa dance oh, lesson. Thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just kind of stuff like that. I have not done those kinds of things in literal years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. That's going to be such a fun journey. Okay. Last thing, just because I'm staring at your necklace, can you tell us about your necklace? <laughs> um, yeah. So my parents got me this for my birthday and so it's, it's my, I don't want to say my angel numbers. It's angel numbers that mm-hmm. I chose. And basically I'm really into astrology and the, there is one planet, Pluto, that mm-hmm. is really all about transformation. Mm-hmm. And for the last like 15 years or since 2008, however long that is, it was in, it, you know, it's in different places, but it stays a really long time and it transforms certain areas of your life, wherever it falls into in the snapshot of when you were born. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was in my house of patterns and foundations. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and of course that's all what changed exactly in those years, (laughs) you know, right. And that is actually ending this year in January. And then Mm -hmm. it's going to move into a new house you know, for us. And mine just happens to be my house of resources and Mm -hmm. it's rewiring abundance. So kind of like what we're talking about right now, I think I'm just going to learn what abundance is in a very different way. Mm -hmm. And so anyways, when I saw this necklace, I wanted it and I knew that about myself and what was happening. And so I picked eight because eight is eight, eight, eight is abundance. It's the angel Mm -hmm. number for abundance. And yeah, that's why I picked that. I love that. (laughs) Very cool. Did you know, I mean, I'm sure you didn't know this, but I'm from Las Cruces, New Mexico. And that is where the man is from that discovered Pluto. So his name is, his last name is Tomba. So we have a bunch of like schools that are named Tomba. And then whenever Pluto was like acknowledged as not a planet, like a few years ago or whatever, our whole town was like so sad because it was like our claim to fame. So with your thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh my but God. That's anyway. so funny. Oh my yeah. God. How ironic. <laughs> I know. I didn't realize that Pluto was the planet for transformation. So that makes me yeah. feel like my hometown is a little bit more significant. Yeah. Now, so that's awesome. Literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would be using that all day long. <laughs> yes. Yes. But I love being able to like get pieces, no matter what the piece is that kind of commemorate something or just remind you of something. It's kind of that element of being able to live in a meditative state, like being reminded of the things that matter to you throughout the day. So I love that so much. Okay. So can you share with our people where they can find you, where they can connect with you if they want to know about you further? Yes. So I mostly hang out on Instagram. I am at 
at Suzy A official. And yeah, I have a lot of Airbnb things going on there. If you want to know more about that, I have a training, but also I share a lot of my life stuff and my stories. And I'm about to launch a podcast that won't have anything to do with Airbnb. So (laughs) I've got all those things in the works. Yes. When is your podcast launching? I believe it's going to be actually after the holidays because okay. yeah, you know, it takes a while. I'm I'm in the middle of another project right now. So mm-hmm. I finished that and then I'm traveling and you know how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, we will keep an eye out for that and everybody connect with Susie. If you want to see some beach scenes and learn anything about Airbnb and she is super awesome. So make sure you go over and find her. Thank you so much for joining us today. I loved this conversation and I didn't expect where it went, but it was really awesome. So thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening in on this episode of the Feel Wealthy Show. If you love it here, then be sure to leave a five-star rating or review for the podcast. When you leave a five-star rating or review, you'll actually be entered to win the Feel Wealthy feature of the month. That's where I snail mail you something from my very own Feel Wealthy list as a thank you for supporting the podcast. I'm also a firm believer that the highest form of flattery is a recommendation, so I would be honored if you'd shout us out on Instagram. Be sure to tag me at Jess Jordana so I can gush in thanks in the DMs. It really means so much. We'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, I hope you remember that an absolutely essential part of creating real tangible wealth in your life is choosing to feel wealthy now instead of waiting for later. Talk to you soon.